Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s. And today, playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests, and much more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Hello, everybody. We oh. are the Headbangers Vault. What's up, everyone? I'm Smuts. I am the B1 Bomb. How's everyone doing out there? Another day. B1 cracking the, the Rocky Mountain Creek open. Yeah. The, the Keystone Light. Yeah, there we go with the Keystone Light Haze. Yeah, going need, down good today. Yeah, I needed one today. It's a rough, so. rough day. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're going to get in some rough waters here today, too, with our podcast. All debut albums. All debut albums. Some of the greatest ever. You will find out at the end of the show which one is the biggest of all time. Wow. And it's not what you think it is. He's got facts. Yes, I do. Uh I've got quite a few. So we're going to get started here with an album we all know and love. I'm sure everybody knows what this is. Know it. This influenced a lot of guitar players right here. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Little Eruption by Van Halen. 1979. This album sold more than one million copies. It's pretty good for a debut album. Yeah. Produced some pretty big hits here, especially this one. I still hear it today. Yes, you do. I mean, it's got some big ones. Jamie's crying. You really got me. Ain't talking about love. Classics. This is big, big one. Now, right after this album, these guys definitely started sniffing coke off stripper asses. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing you. <laughs> I know these guys did. Oh, man. This is one I really liked on here. We've all heard all those other ones all the time. This one you don't hear as much. This is I'm the One. Mm. Kind of get a little deeper on this Van Halen since everybody knows it very well. Oh, yeah. Here's a little B1 fun fact. Uh-oh. Van Halen is one of six bands to release two Diamond Status albums. Wow. Amazing. That's good. Yeah. That's a good debut album. You know, I'm, I'm more of, I, I respect David Lee Roth. I mean, he's a oh, stud. Yeah. He's a stud. But we still like Sammy. He's a he's a little better. A woman machine, a singing machine, yeah. a party animal. But I, I like Sammy better. Yeah, but. I do too, I think. Still like David Lee too. I but. saw him open up for Kiss. All right. I was, I was kind of scared, but uh, he, he, he sounded it. good. Yeah, that's he good. He wasn't kicking quite as high, but <laughs> who is? <laughs> yeah. All right, our next one. We just talked about this a few podcasts ago oh. on our 1980 episode. Okay. And this would be Mr. Ozzy Osbourne, oh. Blizzard of Oz. The Blizzard. We already played Crazy Train and some other big staples, so I'll play a few other popular ones. This one's called I Don't Know. Still gets a lot of love on the radio. Yeah, I hear this song on the radio. 
everybody knows about this album. Big commercial success. Four I mean, times this, platinum. Okay, four times platinum. It sold six million copies worldwide. Really? Yeah, it's big. I'm sure it's still selling albums too. Oh, I'm sure. Six million copies sold around the world. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, Smuts, I was going to play this one. This is the one song that you don't hear on the radio. Okay. I mean, we've heard so many of them. This is a deep cut. We're going to be playing a few of those tonight. Heck yeah. This is Steal Away the Night. Sometimes those are the best cuts. Yeah. Y'all know how they come up with some of these. You know, they put them on the radio. And I can find maybe some some bands, three different songs that I think are way better than the song. Agreed. It's just a staple for them. Agreed. So. Don't make a lot of sense. No, I don't. I don't understand. But, hey, they make money, and that's what they're in there for. That's how they do it. I've heard this tune in a long freaking time. Man, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> I'm not even going to say my line about this guy. You know, you know that's happened. <laughs> and more. It's probably bit strippers' asses. <laughs> okay, in 1988, this freaking classic album came out. I love this album. This is probably top 10 B1 favorite oh, wow. albums right here. Oh, wow. This is Living Color, Vivid. This is a good album. We all know about Called a Personality, yes. so I'm going to play another deep cut. This is called Desperate People. These guys are, you know, they just kind of faded. I mean, they still make They're still albums. around. Yes, they are. Not as I, popular. I don't hear much about They're them. They're still around. They've been cranking out a few ones here in the past few years. You know, you think you'd hear more about them with all this, uh, how can I politically say this? They're black. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm, you know, why can't they publicize on that? You know, I'm stunned yeah. that they're not. And they're like awesome musicians. And I, mean, I don't care if they're black. <laughs> they're like some of the like very few oh. black guys yeah. that had a rock band back in this time frame, like a heavy metal hard rock band. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. they nailed it. No, they were awesome. You still hear Call to Personality oh, yeah. all the time. But I'm telling you guys, this album freaking smokes from track one to the very last. It's freaking good. Poor Glover and that guy can just nail yeah, he's good. the notes. Yeah, this went up to number six on the Billboard 200 chart and is certified double platinum. Okay. I'm going to play another tune here. I always thought about this song when I was in high school. You guys are going to find out why this song pertains to a particular group of people. Uh-oh. See if you remember this song, Smuts. I remember this song. The Glamour right Boys. I and remember this right away. Great lyrics. Now, Cult of Personality won a Grammy this Award. Was on the radio, too. Yeah, it was for a little bit. They had a video. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. 
Me and Smuts probably knew some of these glamour boys back in the day. <laughs> I definitely did. Being a former hood, he always didn't get along with the glamour boys. I was uh, kind of. He was caught in the middle. I was, yeah. Caught in the middle. I got along with everyone. <laughs> yeah, it says it came out with a new album in uh, 2017. All right, there we go. All right, now. This album was big. This was the biggest album probably in the whole world for quite a long time, but it has been dethroned. Oh, wow. Everybody knows this album. It is. Oh, Lord. Guns N' Roses. And I got to say, I mean, as much as they are, Axl Rose is a asshole and he kind of a dick dysfunctional and i don't some people may not like what i say here but uh this album is awesome yeah it is i just don't know it is one okay it is one of the best selling albums of all time this album may be the best debut album in the history of the world i'm gonna prove tonight it's not oh wow it spent four weeks at number one and they total 147 weeks on the Billboard wow. 200. Amazing. It has been certified 18 times platinum in the U.S. It has been said to be the best-selling debut of all time, but I'm going to prove that wrong. 28 million copies sold worldwide. What say that again? 28 million oh, wow. copies That's sold huge. world freaking wide. Wow. A lot of bands would be happy with that, like 10 albums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I'm going to play another wow. song. This whole album is one of those albums. You can just yeah. start at one. I call it the great tape because you don't got to fast forward <laughs> or rewind. You just keep going. Yeah, I really like this song right here. This, I'm going to play this part. I love this part of this song. This is Rocket Queen. It's almost like two songs song. in one. Yeah, it's a good song. I love this Second part this of this might be song. One of my favorite songs on this album. It's great. Or maybe one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. I like this part better than the first part. B1 Fun Fact. In 1999, Axel had this album re recorded their smuts with the then current lineup, but it was never released. Oh, really? So, yeah, there's a new version that's never been oh, released. Wow. That's crazy. I hope he releases that sometime. I'd kind of like to hear awesome. that. That would definitely be awesome. I think we hear, probably heard every single song. I don't know if at one point was the radio. every single song on this on the radio. I mean, it had to be. Yeah. If you guys have never heard of GNR, then you're probably living in a cave somewhere in Indonesia. <laughs> Something. <laughs> you're somewhere, not out in the real world. All right, Smuts. I'm going to play one of my most favorite songs of all time oh, wow. from this great, awesome debut album. Oh. Boston. The sweet sounds of Boston. Yeah, and this is a, this band is kind of a weird band. Yeah, no, they've got I mean, a lot they came of out with what crazy the first three albums things that went on. Did they come out with the first two albums as a band, and then it was more of a solo project with Brad Delp and okay Tom 
Schultz. They didn't have an album for like years and years. Oh, 10, 20, 15. And then know. in 1994, they came out with a new one. Different guy singing. And then they started cranking a few more out. I think Brad Delp appeared on another one. Well, the lead singer, yeah, died. Yeah. And then he passed away. This guy, now I got to say this. You He's know good. I am with other lead singers. <laughs> yeah. The new lead singer nails it. He's pretty good. He sounds almost like this guy. And Michael Sweet from Striper also was in Boston for a while, too, playing guitar and singing. Oh, wow. True fact there, folks. That's be one hidden fact. Yeah. <laughs> I come up with a few. You do. Okay, this yeah, album. I Boston. I do, too. Yeah, I love them. Good. I love them. It sold 17 million copies in the U.S. alone, 25 million worldwide. Now, I love this song. This is a song you want to crank up. I don't think anything sounded quite like this back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, came out, yeah. First, you kind of think, is this like a prog rock song? But then all of a sudden, it just kicks in. This is poor play, long time coming. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah, these guys are really good touring. Yeah. I've seen them live. Seen I've them not, live. I have not. I'd like to. Really good. So what's that one? Is that Foliner Theater? Mm-hmm. They played there a couple years That's ago. That's where I seen them. If they come back around, I'd like to maybe go to that. Yeah, me too. Another B1 fun fact. This was the fastest-selling debut album for any American group. This really? is a big deal. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Wow. That's very impressive. I remember when I was a kid, my mom had this record. I'd come home every day and listen to it. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I still love it. I remember you loved Boston. Man. It's just got to be kind of hard for the fans when you come out with, like, awesome albums, and then you're just gone. do nothing. Yeah. You're just done. You're done. It's weird. And then you come back. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know the background. We may have to look into that, but... A little fast forward right here. Oh, yeah. How can anybody not like this song? I mean, this song is freaking beautiful. Well, it's no Richard Marks, but... I don't know about that. <laughs> I did not get killed on the way home from last episode. <laughs> I am alive. All right, smuts. Here we go. Here's another big one for you. Okay. A little winger. Yeah, this little deep cut right here. We're going to start her off. This peaked at number 21 on the Billboard 200, and it stayed on the charts for 63 weeks. Wow, huge. Achieved platinum status in the U.S. and went gold in Canada and Japan. I knew it wouldn't Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is a pretty good one right yeah. here. We've talked a lot about Winger I in the like past. Winger, and I did send you that thing that says Winger and Firehouse. Dean Smuts are going. To our house. We're going yeah. this fall. Got to look up that date again. Yeah. Now, I like this Jared, song. We'll post our picture with Kip. There you go. <laughs> this is a good one that still plays Maybe on the radio today. To Maybe we can get him to say something. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Perfect teeth. He has perfect teeth. Perfect teeth. Perfect stubble. Yes, perfect stubble and perfect chest hair. <laughs> I mean, I think the guy's perfect. I'd probably say this is my number three favorite song on this album. 
2017 was huge on this album. Yeah. It's kind of creepy now that they're like 60. Yeah. And you're singing about a 17 year old girl. I think they <laughs> joked about that when I seen them in concert <laughs> years ago. Right. It's still an awesome song. Yeah. But you know, you got to think when they wrote it, they were probably like 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know these guys were originally called Sahara? Oh, really? They changed it because somebody else had that name. Yes, there's a band named that, yes. So, Winger's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, I love Winger. And Kip Winger's very talented. He does a whole bunch of stuff. He does it all. Music. He does it all. Orchestras. He does it all. Does it all. And the Winger guitar player is also in Whitesnake. Yeah, he plays in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Here's another one we're going to revisit from our 1980 episode. This would be... Is this much? Mm. Oh, it's Iron Maiden. Yeah, one of the B1's favorites. This album became a critical and commercial success, and it went to number four on the UK charts. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, like we said, these guys were already big when Bruce Dickinson came in. Yeah, you know, he and just I, took over the plane. He took over the plane and kept did. flying. He did. <laughs> and I mean, he, even bigger, really. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they would have been big, but I don't know if they would have been as big. With no disrespect. Without Bruce. Yeah, but I'm just. I'm, I'm saying, well, Bruce. Remember when Bruce left the band, they kind of went down the poop chute well, for a down. while. Yeah, they're playing at Pierre's. And they had played clubs. and Pierre's, but they're not at... Iron Maiden's not a club band. No, that's where I seen them, me yeah. and the Bones. I think we talked about yeah, that in did. our Maiden episode. Yeah. They're a stadium band. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Here's one of my favorites on there, Charlotte the Harlot. Yeah, that's a good one. Always pretty much bass-driven. Yes, you it know. is, because Steve Harris is the yep, leader. Legend. So check out our Iron Maiden show, people. Yeah. A few months ago. It's a good one. Yep. We do our best to cover our favorites of the metal world. Hey, Smuts, this one's for you. Uh-oh. This is one for you. Little Cinderella. Yeah. This sold several million copies due to the breakthrough single, Nobody's Fool, yeah. with the help of some MTV Airplay. Yes. These guys are huge on MTV. And they also got bigger because of their opening slot with Bon Jovi yes. on their Slippery When Wet tour. Yes. Number three on the charts. Certified double platinum for selling two million copies. Yes. Good album. That's Great band. Love the band. Yeah. I wish they'd go back. I've seen, I've seen Cinderella. Well, I think me and you. Yeah, we've seen them at Pierre's. Yeah, at Pierre's. And then that, that night was like 1987. Oh, like it was for, awesome. For two hours, it was like 1987 in there. And that was awesome. awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> we were lucky we got to see those guys because oh, they no. weren't around too much longer no. after that. And I did see Tom, Tom Kiefer, uh, not last year, two years ago now. 
like uh, Solo. Solo. He yeah. plays all the Cinderella classics. Yeah. But yeah, I got my picture taken with him, met him. I mean, I didn't get to talk to him. Did he play this song? No, I don't think he know. More of a deep cut. He did not play this song. He played all the classics. Yeah. You know. Some stuff off his new two albums. He has two albums. You know, I got this cassette from Nicky Lane. He didn't want it. So I said, I'll take it and brought it home. And like, man, this is some good stuff. I mean, I knew most of the stuff on this album. I love this song. When this came out, I was like, man, this is great. Playing through my speakers. Love Once Around the Ride. Yeah, these guys got really big. Then our friend the Grunge Killed took them out. Yeah, they just took a dumb ski. I'd say from probably about 88 to 91, these guys were up there. They were big. They were like one of the biggest bands in the yeah, world. Yeah, they were. Had their own tour. Yeah. I mean, people can make fun of this stuff all they want. They hey, made money. We've proven it with our facts we've got here on this show. Yes. How big these bands were. How about this band, Smuts? The Firehouse. Yeah. Another big one. And these guys were like, for two years, probably the biggest band in the world. Yeah, I they mean, were. They could do no wrong, and all of a sudden, dead. Yep. They just kind of took dead a dump. In the water. Yeah. You know, when I was on a, a trip to Kings Island with our youth group from church one girl gave me the single to play on my boombox <laughs> right and I was like on your shoulder who was that well I should have <laughs> I should have and this was the single that was played on that bus oh yeah so like, I remember seeing this on the headbangers yeah ball this oh, was probably their ball. biggest song on this album besides their one ballad that Smuts really loves. I do love. Double platinum in the U.S. and gold in Canada and Japan. Still probably huge in Japan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's probably playing the Tokyo Dome when they go there. <laughs> probably. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> this is what happens. Play a club here for... 2,000 people, and then they go over to Tokyo Dome, play like 10,000. Boom. Amazing. Amazing how maybe, one continent's maybe, different than the other. Maybe that's why Japan bombed us. <laughs> I'm starting to figure this out. <laughs> All right, Smuts, we're going back in time now. Uh-oh. We're going back. We're always back in time. This is going back pretty far. I'm talking 19... 19- 66. Oh, wow. That's how far You're back going we're going. We're back. going back. Back before I was a thought in my dad's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> before he should have shot me in a wastebasket. <laughs> he told me that once. Ooh. The doors. Yeah. This is frequently... Ranked by critics as one of the greatest albums of all time. Wow. And still not the one that knocks off GNR. Not the one. Not, not, not one. the wow. one. This has been certified gold platinum two, three, four times over in 10 countries. Wow. 
impressive. 2015, the Library of Congress selected the doors for inclusion in the National Recording Registry. I guess that's a big deal. Right. Never a big Doors fan. I like some of their music, oh, I like but it. I'm not going to sit down and jam to them. All right. Really like this one. Oh, yeah. Our buddy, the Woody, is a big, big fan of the Doors. Well, I mean, yeah, I've heard all these songs on the radio. I mean, yeah, they're always on. Didn't they have a Jim Morrison poster in the Lost Boys? Was it in that cave? <laughs> I think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. You know, the Doors came back in like the late 90s. It's called like the Doors 2000 with, I think, the drummer from the police played the drums. Really? The singer from the cult was the vocalist. Oh, okay. Go on YouTube. That'd it's pretty cool. It's It's cool. There we go, folks. The doors. I bet Jim Morrison sniffed cocaine off Trevor's butt. Oh, jeez. He probably, <laughs> probably did more. even more than that. He definitely did more Good than that. Good gravy. He's about as bad as sight. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another favorite by the smuts. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Skid this Row. One of the smuts' favorites right I here. I love Skid Row. Big, big debut album here, folks. I wish they could have held it together. These guys were huge. Yeah. And so much talent. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's just a shame. Kind of sad. Skid Row keeps getting singers, and it's just not the same. Yeah, this went to number six on the Billboard 200 and was certified five times platinum in oh, yeah, 1995. For shipping 5 million copies in the U.S. alone yeah. Has been since certified gold and platinum in four other countries yes. Huge I guarantee you the album after this was even bigger Slave to the Grind Now got even you. bigger I guarantee you I mean there's so many songs that's played on the radio This this whole album is awesome Yeah It's one of those, another one, the tape, like I said just play it play over it and over. Just play it through. Yeah. You need to fast forward or rewind. Most of the songs are on the radio from this album. This one doesn't get played as much, but it's still a pretty big one. You had a favorite on here, Smuts? Well, of course, I remember you. I mean, you know that. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean. And we've covered these guys quite a bit on the show. Oh, yeah. Right now, this is a album for Mr. Nicky Lane because he said one time that he loves these guys. But I'm going to play a few more deep cuts off this album. Not the obvious ones. Right. This is Smuts. Oh, yeah, it's Poison. There you go. Yeah, this had to be a huge debut, too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, this don't get played as much, but I do still hear it. I do hear it. Yeah, these guys were huge yeah. in the late 80s. This went to number three on the Billboard 200 in 1987. It sold 4 million copies worldwide, and by 1990, it has been certified three times multi-platinum. Wow. And is ranked number two on the Rolling Stones magazine of the 50 greatest hair metal albums of all time. Wow. 
impressive. Yeah, these guys are awesome in concert still. Yeah, yeah, they are. Still got it. They look good. Yeah. Had a lot of hits on this album. I mean, I, mean, I know I'm far, far away. I'm not up there right by them. But they look just like they did. Yeah, they've I'm aged sure they don't. gracefully. I'm sure they don't, but they look pretty dang good. Now, Smuts, oh, this, this is the ballad me. that we haven't talked about well, I'll tell you what, I got yet. a story. I got a story you about tell this us. song. You tell us, Smuts. One night, me and some buddies, I'll just say Roth. Hall Baker and uh, sitting around the campfire on a Friday night. They're like, let's go to Windsor, Canada. Ooh. Tomorrow. I'm like, what? Windsor, Canada. So we take off Saturday morning to Windsor, Canada. I think I know where you're going. I've heard. We go to the strip club. That's what I figured. Showers. There's a bachelor party. People are naked, drinking. I've heard that about Windsor. Oh, it's awesome. And, uh, all this because girl, of this, this girl, song? This girl, no. Then there was a stripper. She did not speak English. She even called me a fat, bold bastard. I don't know what she's saying, but she was hot. And I just, we, we called her, because I couldn't say her name. That's just what we called her. And, uh, yeah, so we listened to this song on the way home. I said, this is my song for her. This is my song for... <laughs> so... <laughs> it, was a, it was a good night in Windsor, Canada, people. Yeah, I've heard a few other stories about that place. <laughs> it was good. All right. I don't know if we can top that story tonight there, Smuts. I'm going to play another big one. I've talked about this band before in previous podcasts. This was met with critical acclaim because it was very innovative for the time. This album has been certified multi-platinum in many, many countries. Okay. And this would be garbage. Yeah, I never really got into these guys. Yeah, this first album, pretty good. Her second it's one's okay. not bad either. This is a big song. It's still played today on the radio. Now, as of 2015, Garbage has sold over 4 million Happies worldwide. Pretty impressive. I kind of like this song right here. Super Vixen. Not as good as the Vixen we always talk about. <laughs> right. Definitely not. I consider them the Super Vixens. No, definitely. This song's kind of cool. song got a little airplay back in the day these guys are still cranking albums out too really yeah they're just not on the radio you just don't hear them not as much more on like the alt channels they play them a little more well I guess yeah, the stations we listen to don't usually play them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another band that the Smuts just talked about not too Uh-oh. long ago. This was a real big one. Real big one. Oh, Bush. Bush That's is. That's a huge debut. We're going to be jumping in the bush now. Oh, I like jumping in the bush. 
<laughs> 16 stone, 1994. I remember it. This reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. This is another album you just go through every song. Pretty good, yeah. Good album. Almost all these songs are on the radio. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's awesome. You know, we had Glycerine, Machine Head, Little Things, this song, Everything's In. Yeah. They're all on the radio. Yeah. It has become certified six times and two times platinum in five different countries. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Now, Smuts, this is one song that didn't get on the airwaves, and I thought it was pretty cool. It's a little slow, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an extra track, isn't it? Or it's at the end of a... It's Yeah, it's I think it's another song. Weird like that. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this song. This really has that 90s grunge feel to it. I know a lot of people love this song. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It should have been on the radio. Yeah, it definitely should have been. Okay, Smuts, here's a big one that we both like. Okay. Yeah, a little slaughter. Little slaughter, 1990. Got tickets. Oh, yeah. This album sold two million copies. It's become one of the biggest albums of 1990. All these videos are on MTV like this. Oh, yeah. Three times an hour, probably. Yeah, I mean, it's got so many good songs. <laughs> Up I mean, all night. Had a Mark Slaughter poster. Oh, he was bigger than sliced bread oh, back then. Chicks wanted to sniff cocaine off his ass. <laughs> I mean, that's how cool that guy was. <laughs> that's got to get an applause. Yeah. This had so many good songs. I mean, every song was good. Yeah, this is another one. Throw the tape in and let her play. Yeah. Keep hearing this one quite a bit on the radio right now. Oh, yeah. This might be my favorite Slaughter song. Oh. That's big for the smuts. I just love that right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you right now, I think this might be my favorite Slaughter song. I hope they play this in concert. Wow. I just love it. It's got everything. Everything you want. What's on your mind? Sing it, Spence. <laughs> you get into it now. I love it. Yeah, I can see this video, too, just whipping the hair around. Yeah. The clock's dry. Yeah, this course is Midnight. awesome. I don't know where you are. Yeah, it's good. Not mine, but Mark. <laughs> <laughs> love this course. We better move on. Wow. This, this is getting rough here. Wow, that was getting rough. Wow. <laughs> I think the cat just ran out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the rock cat. The rock cat ran out of the gear. About this song, Smuts. This is 1970. Oh, wow. Play just a little bit more of a deep cut on this album. This is regarded as the first album of the heavy metal genre. Number eight on the UK album charts. They remained there for more than a year and sold one million copies. Gold and platinum in three countries. He's thinking, folks. You'll know real quick. Led Zeppelin? Nope. This album has a real freaking creepy cover, too. Mm-hmm. I'm stumped. This song is called The Wizard. I'll do a little fast forward here. Listen to that voice. Black Sabbath? Yeah. <laughs> He's singing, folks. Wasn't very many big hits on this album besides this song, The Wizard, and Black Sabbath, the song. Okay, yeah. My mom had this record. I remember looking at it. I was like, man, what the heck's going on with this? <laughs> yeah, it's, these guys got bigger and bigger as time went on in the 70s. Smuts, we're going to play another one of the biggest albums of all time right here. This is not the one bigger than GNR. No, it is. No, but it's close oh, wow. to the GNR one, though. Oh, wow. All the Pearl Jam. The Pearl Jam alive. Immediate success in late 1992 reached number two on the Billboard 200. Ranked one of the greatest albums of all time. That's a pretty good album. Jeremy, the song has received four awards at the 1993 MTV Video Music Awards, and by 2013, the album Pen has sold 13 million huge. copies. That's huge. Crap, I remember when this album came out. I do, unfortunately. Not a big Pearl Jam thing in there, uh, Smuts. After the first two albums, maybe the third album. Yeah, I was the same that, way. Just yeah. kinda, uh, not yeah. I did like their second one, Versus. Yeah. I did love that one. That one's my favorite. Vitology, yeah, had I a like few Vitology. good ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give them the first three. And after that, I'm just like. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of got a little weird in like yeah, they the did. early 2000s. Yeah. Did some stuff I really did not like. Yeah, they're a little different. Now, I have seen these guys in concert. Pretty good. It's good. Okay. It's a little different. Yeah, that's the not Seattle my, scene not for you. Not my cup of tea, but... Or your cup of bouche latte. No, my cup of bouche latte. <laughs> yes. But... Yeah, I kind of burn out on this first album. I've heard yeah. song oh, so many awesome. freaking times. Eh. But it was a big album. You got to respect for that. We'll go a little bit more of uh, Smuts's crown. Yeah! Oh, 
Yeah, lack of communication. These guys definitely sniff cocaine off strippers' butts. These guys are for sure awesome. That's a fact. <laughs> this became an immediate success, and it had wide airplay on the radio and heavy MTV rotation for its single out of the cellar. Oh, yeah. Round and Round was huge. That was a big one. It was probably played a lot on MTV. Oh, yeah. Triple Platinum. These guys were probably the kingpins of the L.A. glam scene oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, these guys huge. I didn't want to play Round and Round because yeah, it's played way too much. This is a pretty good song right here. That's a good song. Nice. I got to see these guys, too. Yeah, I have too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Stephen Pierce, he sounds a little rough these days, but... He's still trying, still, but I, I understand. I mean, he's 60-some years old. He's getting old. I mean... Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah, we all know about rap. We've talked about him a lot. Love rap. One of my favorite 80s bands. Yeah, we've gave them a lot of love on the Headbangers Bop. Okay, we're going back to the 70s, Smuts. Uh-oh. Back to the 70s. This when I struggle. You'll know this one. 1974. This was the first album released on Led Zeppelin's swan song wow. label. Little Bad Company. Yeah. How did uh, number how one sell? Oh, it sold a lot. I mean, it's, you still hear this? You hear these guys on the radio all the time still. Yeah, it's certified five times platinum. Wow. 46th best-selling album of the 1970s, if that tells you anything. That's good. As good as this song was, I like this one even better. This is one of their staples right here. The song Bad Company. That's classic. This song's real good all the time. Yeah. Company. I don't know much about Bad Company. I'm gonna have to look into them a little bit more. They stretched from the 70s through the 80s through the 90s, 2000s. Right. I mean, they've been around for a long time. These guys had the classic case of having a different lead vocalist. Right. But they did real good with him too. Was it Brian Howe? Yeah. They went more of a more of a poppy feel. Right. Not as cool as the early 70s company, but. Everyone's probably heard this song. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And now we're going to be moving on to one of the B1's favorite albums. One of my favorite ones here, Smuts. Might be one of my top 10 favorites. Oh, wow. Little STP core. This was huge when it came out. Yes, it was. And they're, they're still touring, I mean, with a different lead singer. Yeah. I think the song Plush broke these guys real big. Oh, yeah. They got a different lead singer. 
not yeah. quite sure who. Can't remember his name. They're out on tour all the time, too. Yeah. This was a number one album. Three weeks on the Billboard 200. Plush won a 1994 Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance. Became certified gold, platinum, and silver in five freaking countries. Wow. Yeah, I remember when I got this. Yeah. I bought this. My buddy said, yeah, these guys have like Alice in Chains. They're just a bunch of posers. Well, then a couple months later, these guys shot up the charts and everybody changed their tune. All right. And it was like, wow, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, they're awesome now. So they changed their tune. I never thought they sounded like no, Pearl Jam or Alice in so. Chains. No. They have their own sound. Yeah. Here's a deep cut right here. This is called Sin. Yeah, these guys' first three albums were awesome. Yes, big first time. Three albums are awesome. Yeah, huge. All of them are huge. The second album wasn't as heavy as this one. Right. It was a little bit more mellow, but then they started putting some more heavier stuff on their other ones. Yeah. I do recommend Stone Temple Pilots Four. That's a good one. the song smuts yes well, I used to have all their albums yeah same here you ever had Shangri-La Dida yeah that was a little different that was way different I think that was when he was like seriously into drugs yeah like, problems yeah okay here's a song that was a big hit off of this album oh wow Beastie Boys. Yeah. We've all heard Fight For Your Right, so oh, yeah. play something different. Once in a great, great while, I'll hear this on the radio. Yeah, yeah. This is the first rap LP to top the Billboard charts, which is amazing. That's crazy. It is one of the Columbia Records' fastest-selling debut records to date and a certified diamond in the United States as of 2015. All these guys are huge. Yeah. Mid-late 80s. 10 million copies sold. This was a very unique album. Straight reminds me of like high school. Yeah. I mean. Now this song, believe it or not, A certified gold song. Song? This song, yes. Really? Kind of a unique song. <laughs> it's definitely a unique song. I don't know how it was bigger than Fight for Your Right, but apparently it is. I have no idea. <laughs> Beastie Boys, you know, they accommodated all the different crowds your rock crowd your rap crowd the metal crowd they had it all yeah be one fun fact these guys learned how to play their own instruments and on albums in the future going forward from this one they started doing their own stuff right 
as musicians. I've heard which that. Is amazing. Yes. Yeah, these guys are on MTV all the time. Yeah. They're still on the radio all the time. Oh, yeah. We'll never get to see them, though. Unfortunately not. That sucks. All right, Smuts, we're going back to the early 80s. Uh-oh. 1981. This is number three on the UK charts. This was reissued in 1983, and it went to number 10 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and spent 87 weeks on the charts. This wasn't their bigger hit songs, but they are kind of big hits. This one and another one I'm going to play. This is called Girls on Film. These guys were always hungry over the wolf. Train her in. Yeah. This just has that 80s syrupy feel all over it. Oh, definitely does. And so does this one. Planet Earth. Not as big of a hit. This song's on the radio. Is it? For this song. Yeah. Now we're going back to the... ...1980s again. And this was one of the biggest bands... Of the 1980s, there, Smuts. Uh oh. Do you know who this would be? Who is it? I know who this is. Well, it's Sting. Or is it the police? This is the police. Yeah, these guys are huge. Oh, yeah. The police. Yeah, these guys are pretty stinking big back in the day. Oh, yeah. From the police, it's called Atlandos du Amor. Number six in the UK and 23 in the US. Certified gold or platinum in seven freaking countries there, Smuts. That's huge. We all know this song. You still hear this on the radio all the time. Yeah, all the time. I want you to guess who this is, Smuts. Because I think you've probably seen these guys in concert. I was wondering if you're going to put these yeah. guys on your creed. 
1997. This album was huge. Yeah. Do you know it was released independently and recorded for $6,000? Yes, I did read that. By Creed's manager before signing up to Wind Up Records. It's got a lot of airplay on MTV. Oh, yeah. And they just skyrocketed. Oh, huge. This is certified sextuple platinum and sold over 6 million yeah. freaking copies. I was just going through my mind. I was like, is B1 going to miss the opportunity of putting a Christian band on it? Yeah, they kind of were. They were started out as a Christian band. Yeah, they had a lot of Christian lyrics. Then they started going the other way. A little sideways. Yeah. But a lot of good albums. Yeah. These guys were like the biggest band in the world for, yeah, for a while. Quite a few years. Seen them in concert. They were great. I saw I discovered the band Fuel because they opened okay. up for them. Real good, too. Yeah, this album is huge. Yeah. A lot of good songs. This whole album is good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. They started getting a little bit more poppy, ballady sounding. Right. Which I like that. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> Y'all know about Creed, so you guys go check them out. Y'all know all about them. Basically, Alter Bridge is Creed. Sure is. With Miles it sure is. Vocals. Now, here is another grunge era Uh-oh. album. This is one of Woody's most favorite bonds that he talks about all the time. He was the first guy there to listen to these, I think. This is the Smashing Pumpkins. Gish. It's a pretty good song there, Smuts. Know. They just this is one of these bands that they're good. Got some they major airplay oh, yeah. on college radio with this album. That's why I could just never get into them. It got popular. It sold only 100,000 copies in less than a year, but was a surprise for the record company. They didn't even expect them to sell that much. Really? Yeah. This album has some pretty good songs. It's not as good as Siamese Dreams, but it's pretty good. These guys got better and better. Oh. They're they got, good. I'm not saying they're not good. I just not one of my favorites or my go-to cruises. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's maybe it's vocals that they kind of turns you like off a little yeah. bit. B1 fun fact: until the release of the debut from the Offspring, this was the highest-selling independently released album of all freaking time. Really amazing, amazing. Gish. Smashing Punk. That's crazy. Who would have thought? Well, the Offspring, that's a band we haven't talked about. Hey, they're they just good. released a new album. I know. Yeah, we're going to have to get them on here soon. Yeah, they're good. Okay, what about this super cool grunge band? 1995, self-titled. These guys are still bigger than ever today. He's thinking. What is this? They're always fighting. Foo Fighters. Yeah, there you go. Well, I, was saying, I was trying to put the years in together, and I was like, okay, <laughs> would the Foo Fighters be out? And- 
That was they, another band I never got into. I think they're pretty good. Okay. I guess Dave Grohl did this whole album himself. All the instruments. Really? This guy, is, he's multi-talented. Oh, oh, he's very talented. I'm not saying that. He's like the Phil Collins of the 90s. <laughs> he's the crunch Phil Collins. <laughs> the album is certified platinum and has sold 1.468 million copies in the U.S. and Canada. So it's commercial success, too. You hear this song on the radio still. I've heard this recently. Oh, yeah, this song's on the radio all the time. The Big Me. All right, Smuts, now we're getting into the heavy hitters right here. And I'm going to have to admit right now, this album is probably got to be my top five. Oh, wow. Of my most favorite and it's a debut albums of all time, Smuts. Oh, little Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Man, I love these guys. 1969. Yeah, this was huge. This is actually considered to be one of the first metal songs, believe it yeah. or not. This was a mix of original material and remakes and arrangements of contemporary blues and folk songs that Led Zeppelin reworked. Who knows what these guys were doing with hookers Jeez, back in Jeez, just read their book. Read their book. Well, You'll I, find out all I kinds of crazy imagine. stuff. I can only imagine. Hey, this was an immediate success oh, yeah. in the United States and the UK. And you guys want to hear some awesome blues. Just listen to this sweet, sweet song. I can't quit you, baby. Oh, man, this is some good stuff, Smuts. Yeah. I love it. I can see Smoky Bar. Yeah, that's having whiskey right <laughs> oh, there, man. Yeah. yeah. Band playing on the stage. Mike O'Dell played me these guys for maybe the first time ever. All right, we'll give him some props. Yeah, we'll give Mike some props. He, he plays in a band here and there. Yeah. I always thought he was the coolest dude ever oh, when yeah. I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. Still cool, Mike. You're still cool. Yeah. And this album just smokes from track one to the last track. I love it. I love this Led Zeppelin album. It's a good album. And this one is another good one. Man, this is good stuff. <laughs> How many more times? I love all the Zeppelin catalog, but I'll I have know. to admit, Led Zeppelin is my first favorite. It's your love. I love it. I love it. Yeah, they're definitely legends. Yeah. We're going to have to do a Led Zeppelin show someday. Love this intro. No, classic. Jimmy Page slamming that guitar. Yeah. More times. Pour me another Keystone Latte. Oh, yeah. Wow. As much as I want to keep playing this, we got to move on. We got to wrap this up here. I got two monster big ones. Oh, wow. Two I'm monster ones. To see who the last one is. Yep. It's been bothering me. I've been trying to think, and I just okay. cannot be surprised see who would be smut. bigger than GNR. You mean, this album right here is probably close. 
I mean, it is real close to that GNR. It's not the biggest, but it's super big. This what's his cool ballads we got to play. Mm-hmm. We left this one off of our ballad episode. Maybe we can Meatloaf. Yeah. This is one of the best-selling albums of all time. It sold over 50 million copies wow. worldwide. Yeah, this was huge. And then it came out with like a... Did he come out with a second album? Or and a third one, yeah. But he just disappeared for like for, ever. He, he was putting albums out. They just weren't popular. Really? And then in like early 90s, he put yeah. Bad Out of Hell Part 2. Major hit. And then boom, it went up the charts again. Huge. It's crazy. And he's then, in movies. Yeah. I mean, TV shows. Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. He has been. It's the crazy. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty insane if you see it live. <laughs> 14 times platinum wow. as of June of 2019. It spent 522 weeks in the UK albums charts. Wow. Certified platinum and diamond in over seven countries. That's huge. Remember this one? Yes, I do. This one in Paradise by the Dashboard Lights is classics. Offer me his mouth. Yes. Will he offer me his teeth? Times are just different then. Yeah. This has got a comical approach to it. Yes. Will he offer me his? You know, him and Jim Steinman did this as a collaboration, and it just worked so good. He collaborated with him again on part two mm-hmm. and it probably one of the reasons yes. it went so big up right. the charts does he love me yes yes on a hot summer night <laughs> would you offer your throat to the wolf with the red roses yes don't do it. you say that to all the boys <laughs> what do you think smuts <laughs> I, I love it I love this album it's a good album some chick told you that what would you say God, love you <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's a pretty unique intro to that a song is, that is. you still hear these songs on the radio yeah you do they're timeless classics oh yeah Yeah, I mean this that's that's crazy how big this album was. Yeah. I mean it's probably still selling more. I'm sure. Younger kids probably even getting into it. Right. Alright, Smuts. Are you ready for the the biggest album of all time? Oh wow. Yeah. Pretty excited. I talked to the bones about this last week when I seen him. He was shocked too. Wow. I told him the numbers, he couldn't believe it. It's gonna be a shocker. This is a shocker. You ready for this? Okay. I'm gonna play in suspense. One of two songs on here. Lincoln Park. The shock in his face. Yeah. This became a commercial success, peaking at number two on the Billboard 200. Has been certified 12 times platinum in the U.S. and in over 20 different countries. This is bigger than GNR. Yes, it has sold 27 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling debut album since Appetite for Destruction. Since. Yep. Doesn't say it's bigger. Well, it is bigger. I researched it. Okay. It's bigger. It's the best-selling rock album of the 21st century. Wow. And has won many accolades. 
It's a good album. Lincoln Park, folks. Hybrid Theory. I bought this album at the Muncie Mall <laughs> for $10.99. I think I got it through Columbia House. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to check these guys out. Yeah, this song's still on the radio now. I mean, oh, yeah. it was played over and over again. Yeah, then these guys just blew up. Big. Remember this one? Oh, yeah. This was on the radio for a long oh, this time. This video was on MTV. Yeah. For, like, every two seconds. Yep. Yeah, it's a good album. I cannot believe it's bigger than Appetite for Destruction, but... It is. The facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. This is a pretty good song. Oh, yeah. Yep, we have to say rest in peace, Chester. Yep. Don't know what happens sometimes. I don't either. It sucks. He did sing for STP for a while. I think we mentioned that. Yeah. I think they released some, uh, I can't remember what the band's name is, but they actually, he was in it before Linkin Park. Okay. And I think they released some songs yeah. he that is, are newer, like, but they recorded them like yeah. years and years ago before and, this. And he had a solo project too for okay. a while. Okay. So yeah, that probably shocked a few people out there. shocked me. I was shocked when I heard that, like, too. Lincoln Park? Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I'm like going through my mind, like, what could be bigger? Exactly. And I was thinking maybe Nirvana. Nope. I, I don't even know who else, but you know, you don't. I mean, I don't know. Is the bar, I mean. They do hold the bar. They hold the bar, wow. So there you go. I'm going to throw out a few other albums okay. that were big. They didn't get as big, but they were pretty popular. I want to throw a shout out to a few of these two that I did see. Dio's first album, oh. pretty good, yeah, pretty yeah, big. Real good. Aerosmith's first album, pretty big. Yeah. David Lee Roth, yeah. Eat Him and Smile. Got to be huge. Weezer, the Blue Album. Okay. Warrant, oh, big one. Yeah, Warrant had to be huge. And Collective Soul. Oh. So there you go. Some big ones didn't make big chart names, but they did do good. Yeah. Still stunned about the Lincoln Park. Yeah. I am too, Smuts. I'm stunned that I look so good when I wake up in the morning sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of things stun me. <laughs> so there you have it. We'll end the show on a good note right there. Check these albums out. Yep, They're good. Definitely. Good stuff. We forgot one, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, okay. Big debut, too. Throw those out as an honorable mention. Definitely. Smuts, any last words? No, check us all out. Check these bands out. Yeah. Check us out on all the platforms we're on. Yeah. And as Nikki Lane always says, if it's too loud, you're too old. Thank you, folks. Keep rocking, everyone. And God bless. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your host, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. And remember, folks, two out of three ain't bad. Ain't bad. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Ah!